Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. I am joined this morning by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering your uh, smart garden questions today. Good morning, Teresa. How are you? Good Good morning, Denny. I'm fantastic. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Looking at that forecast, I know we need rain. We we have needed rain for so long and so oh, much of it. So we're so low on water. So water those plants, please. Water those trees, especially yeah. water those evergreens. Water, 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 water. I've been water. doing that occasionally here and there. Uh, to uh, how how deeply should you, uh, as far as uh, shrubs? Uh, you know, just... you'd you'd want the water to get down a good one or two feet, so that's not just sprinkling for five minutes. That's giving it a good drink of water, and it really depends on their type of soil. If you have a really sandy soil, the water is going to go down more quickly, so maybe you can split your water in time in half, um, and I'm sorry, in two sections. And if you have a really heavy clay soil, then just one. But if you're wondering how how dry your soil is, just dig out a little bit from a shrub or a tree. Um, and dig down and see what that soil is doing. Just take a little a little hand shovel and just dig down and, and go down 6, 8, 10 inches and you'll see it's dry. <coughs> Make sure that gets wet. Okay. I'm sure that it sounds like a... Uh, Under $75,000. <laughs> wow, it sounded I've, like a, a big truck or something I was, was coming say through my a, little, living room. A, I looked up and there's, nope, a, there's, there's no semi in here. <laughs> <laughs> or in here. Uh, you just never know. You never uh, know. Just let's invite our listeners to join in. Any regular listener knows that we tend to get very busy during this particular hour of Smart Garden. So uh, you can call Teresa or if you'd like to chat with her, or you can send Teresa a text, 651-461-9226, for either your phone call or your text question, 651-461-9226. Question came in earlier this morning, Teresa. It said, I stopped watering my new perennials and shrubs after our first hard frost and uh, took in the hoses. Since then, the weather has been unseasonably warm, continues to be so. Should I be continuing to water? Well, that kind of goes back to what we said at the beginning here. You certainly should because even though the frost kills the above-ground foliage, if you've had a hard frost, the roots are still growing because the ground's not frozen yet. So the roots are still trying to grow, still trying to get... um, you know, situated for winter. So there's still there's still a lot of activity going down under the soil. So especially those new perennials, they don't have that established root system that your big perennials that you've had in for years have. So they have a very small 
you know, team down there, a team of roots that can get the water and the nutrition they need to make it through the winter. So you've got to help give that team of roots and microbes and everything the best chance of getting through the winter and gathering what they need to be strong. So give them a drink of water. And, and yes, if your hoses, you know, disconnect the hose and, and empty it out and then you don't have to bring it in, but, you know, you can leave it out there. And then if it, you know, if you've emptied the hose, it's not going to be that bad if it freezes. But, you know, if you lose your hose, don't blame me for it. But, yeah. <laughs> I did one year. I, uh, for some reason, I did not get all that uh, all the residual water out. Water and, out it and it did. It, it did. And, uh, yeah. But now I make sure that it's, yeah. Yeah. it's all drained. Yeah. Um, a, a bunch of texts are coming in as we speak here. So okay, I, urge our, I urge our listeners, don't wait. Uh, send to send to Teresa your text or call if you'd like to chat. One says this, Teresa, can I leave my abundance of leaves all winter on my flower slash vegetable beds? Certainly. You can leave those leaves there. Um, if you do have a veggie garden, make sure you've pulled up your tomatoes and gotten those out of there. If you want to leave every, you know, it would be nice if you could cut everything else down to the ground and then put that in your compost bin. But um, that's what I was going to say. No, Think about no naked soil. So if you have grass, that covers the soil. If you have flowers, they can cover the soil. But if there's spaces between those plants, that's naked soil, and you don't want any naked soil out there. So give them a beautiful covering of leaves, and that will help the erosion and the soil compaction and the uh, the the destruction of the soil structure that could happen or the erosion that could happen if you left that soil naked all winter. Now, if we have two or three feet of leaves on our lawns, that's a different story. That's not so good. Unless, you know, that's perfect if you're starting a new garden out there. But if you want your lawn in the spring, (laughs) you do need to get that off. So, uh, you know, rake those, mulch those. You know, you can bag the mulch leaves and toss them in your garden. Um, You don't want two or three feet of of any mulch yet or two feet of any mulch yet anywhere. The soil isn't frozen. So once the soil is just about to freeze, then you can put down a real thick layer of mulch on your garden beds. But until then, you want that soil to be kind of just freezing and not much above it because otherwise the the mice and the voles will find a wonderful place between the the not frozen soil and the heavy leaves that you put on to live for the winter, and they'll love eating all your perennials. I bet. Yeah. Let us head north to Pine County. Uh, Hinkley is our next destination. Linnea is uh, calling in from there. Linnea, what's your question for Teresa? My question is, I was wondering if it's too warm to cover roses for the winter. It, it, it probably is. It's too warm yet, especially if you're using any cones. So don't put the cones on. If you've already put the cones on, make sure they have a top that comes off so that you can take that top off, especially those styrofoam containers. They get really, they get really hot in there. So if you have them on now and you don't have the tops off, it can get to 100 degrees in there, and that will kill your rose. Even in the middle of winter, that could possibly kill your rose in February mm. when we get those strong, strong, um, strong days of sunshine. So don't put the cone top, don't put the tops on, and don't cone your roses yet. Yep, that's a good question, Linnea. Thanks for asking it. Speaking of questions and answers, if you ever want some good reading and a good resource, we always like as uh, Teresa knows. That's a good question, Linnea. Thanks for asking it. Speaking of questions and answers, if you ever want some good reading and a good resource, we always like, as Teresa knows, to remind our listeners to get on the University of Minnesota website, extension.com 
www.umn.edu. Tremendous amount of work uh, goes into this. Has and they gone have in some, and still does. They have some great articles on there. Um, you know, you can uh, learn about um, uh, bugs coming inside your house this time of year because that happens a lot. What is soil testing and why we might want to do it? And then what happens if the bunnies do girdle your apple trees? What does the girdling mean? And what does that mean for your apple tree? So there's a lot of information out there on that website. So please go to it. Absolutely. Extension.umn.edu. Uh, this te- uh, texter, Teresa, says, I have new evergreens that I think should I should burlap. However, I'm leaving town mid-November. Will that be too early to burlap them? It probably would be too early. If you want to burlap them, make sure that you have somebody who's going to water them until the ground freezes, if at all possible. Um, And then also do the burlap very, very, very loosely. All the burlap you want, the burlap is out there just to like give them a little bit of shade from the sun and a little bit of protection from the wind. And then if you have anybody, you know, with a big truck or anything that goes by or plow and sprays or anything, protects them from the salt spray. So yes, it would be too early. So don't wrap them up tight, tight, tight. It's just to give the a little break to the sunshine and a little break to the wind so that the evergreens don't lose as much moisture and aren't as warm all winter long. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick break here, Teresa. If you would like to chat with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, or if it's easier just to send her a text, either way, here's the number, 651-461-9226, here on 830 WCC. Temperature reading right now. 43, heading for 67 degrees. What a day. Stay with us. News Talk 830 WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. It's the 29th of October. We are in the midst of our Smart Garden Show here on CCO. By the way, we're around every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour, thanks to good folks like Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering your lawn and garden questions. And, Teresa, as usual, there are many, <laughs> both. So, That's uh, wonderful. We'll get back to it. In fact, for those uh, folks waiting on the uh, on the phone, let's get back to that. I think Gene is first up here calling from Bloomington. Uh, thanks for waiting, Gene. What is your question for Teresa? Um, hi, thanks. I really appreciate your show. Thank you. My first Scythia, which are about 60 years old, are blooming. <laughs> is there anything <laughs> I can do to make up for that? <laughs> Gene, we appreciate you too. Um, You know, there's nothing you can do. You can just go out there and enjoy the blooms. Um, It's probably not blooming heavily, heavily, but we do know sometimes when we go get a little cool and then it gets warm again, the plant thinks it's spring. So sometimes our lilacs and our, our magnolias and azaleas and now forsythias think it's spring. And so they do bloom a little bit. There's nothing you can do. I would just say maybe make sure it gets enough water because it's put forth a little bit of extra energy and then just appreciate the blooms and take pictures because it doesn't happen very often and could be quite interesting. A texter says this, Teresa, when can I trim off water sprouts from a green ash tree that has been treated for emerald ash borer? I wouldn't trim it now. I would probably wait till the ground freezes and then go ahead and trim it just because it's it's um, as it's growing. And then if you cut it, it thinks it has to grow more. So I would wait till it goes dormant and just stress the tree a little bit less or wait till spring and late winter and do that at that time. But if you want to trim it once the ground is frozen, you can go ahead and do that. Okay. 
Back to the phones we go. Monica is calling in this morning from uh, Bloomington, I believe. Monica, what is your question for Teresa? Well, good morning to both of you. Um, I just have a question regarding my flower garden. Um, I have two small perennials that I just bought a couple months ago, a shasta and then a bee balm. They're probably only about eight inches high. I have not cut those back, and I do try to water my garden once a week. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I should stop watering it or if I should cut them back. I just don't want them to keep, if I keep watering them, I don't want them to start, continue to bloom or grow. Is there anything I can do to make sure that I can water them and not have them, like, go dormant, um, I guess is I, my question, or should yeah. I cut them back? I, I, Monica, that's a good question. I wouldn't cut them back. I would let them keep growing because if they're still growing, they're still photosynthesizing if they have leaves on them. So that's still bringing nutrition down into the soil. I would keep watering them. And then since those are the new babies in your in your garden bed this year, um, once the ground does start to freeze, if you want to, you can cut them back. Otherwise, I would leave them up all winter. But I would give make sure that around their roots, they have a nice layer of mulch so that the, the soil is just a little more protected in the, the crown that plant is just a little more protected but i would keep watering it i wouldn't cut it back and um, good luck on your new babies in your garden we have a lot of tree questions also teresa this morning uh, for some reason Uh, if you have a question it doesn't have to be about trees any uh, kind of lawn or garden question 651-461-9226 here's one that says i have several mature silver maples in my yard they all have numerous low crutches is it best to keep this these areas clear of debris to prevent rot. That's if you can. Um, if you can clear those areas out, that would be fine. Um, otherwise, with the winds we've had and it being so dry, a lot of that should be blown out by the winds. But if you want to and it's safe and you're okay with it, you can go ahead and, and just take a little brush or a little something and get get everything clean if you want to, if they have a very wide crotch where you're worried about debris building up. Okay. Uh, here's here's a question I have, uh, I guess, for my uh, yard, too. Why do some trees, namely oaks, hang on to their leaves so long, sometimes past Christmas? <laughs> so I, I'd say sometimes you know, sometimes in the spring. Sometimes into May, into March, yes. Um, you know, trees are funny that way because ginkgos will leave, leave lose all their leaves, say, within three hours. Elms, in about 24 hours, they'll drop all of their leaves. Oaks months it's just when what the tree does is just how the tree processes um inside of the tree and it's just just what oaks do it's just what they do they're they just hold on to those leaves a little bit and sometimes it takes a new leaf coming out to actually push those old leaves out so it can get a little tricky for the home gardener who's trying to clean up and there's still oak leaves out there that fall once a day, you get a little bit. Every day it can be a little annoying if you're trying to clean up your lawn. It's just what they do. Uh, another texture, Teresa. Great show. They thank you very much. Do you still need to water deciduous trees that have dropped all of its leaves? Yes. If you can still water, please do still water until the ground is frozen. Uh, once the ground freezes, the, the activity lessens a lot and the tree goes into dormancy. But if you can keep watering, that's really nice. Trees like going into a nice wet fall so that the roots are really fully hydrated and, and the microbes are active and the bacteria and the fungi are all doing what they're doing, sharing sugars and everything else that they do underground. And you want to keep that environment as pleasant as possible for them. So do keep watering. You don't have to water 
If you have to water, choose between watering your evergreens and your deciduous. Go ahead and keep watering the evergreens because they'll be a little more stressed in the wintertime. All right. Let's get another phone call in here. Brian is calling in this morning, I believe, from Andover. Thank you, Brian. What's your question this morning? Hi. Um, I heard you discussing earlier uh, burlap bags for evergreen trees, and I just planted uh, in the spring a blue spruce tree in my front yard, and it never occurred to me that I might have to do anything to hold it over the winter. Uh, so my question is, for a young blue spruce tree in sandy soil, um, do I need to go find a burlap bag somewhere or, or do anything special before the winter hits? Thank you. Brian, that's a really good question. You don't have to worry about burlapping it. What you have to think about is making sure that you water it through the wind, through the the until the ground freezes. That's so important. That's the most important thing you can do. And then think about where that tree is situated in your yard. Do you have snow plows that come by and salt heavily and then snow plows that will throw uh, snow and salt and, and chunks of ice against that tree? In that case, you can put up just a simple screen, uh, just two pieces of, um, of sticks with a little burlap spread between them just to give that little, like a buffer, like a, a hockey mask in front of that burlap between the salt and everything. If you don't live on a street that gets heavily salted and heavily plowed, uh, that's okay. And when you, if you have to, uh, you're blow drying, you're blow drying, no, you're snow blowing your driveway, try not to hit that tree with the snow blower, with the um, stuff coming out of the chute of the snow blower. So if that's an issue, put up the little burlap fence between you, uh, between this, the tree and the, the, the uh, driveway. If those two things aren't an issue, you don't have to worry about anything except watering and watering. And right. good luck on your new plant. Hang on, Teresa. We'll take a okay. break for uh, that forecast. And then we have about another half hour of the show to go. Keep in mind that in the 9 o'clock hour, if you have a wet basement, a bowed foundation, if you have radon concerns, Jesse Treble will be filling in for Andy Lindis in the 9 o'clock hour on our home improvement show. So get those questions ready for the 9 o'clock hour. In the meantime, we have more Lawn and Garden Talk here on News Talk, A3OWCCO. Uh, rating partly cloudy now. Our current WCCO temperature rating 42 degrees. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering your lawn and garden questions this morning. Uh, either by phone or by text, as usual. And here's the number to uh, call and chat with Teresa if you like, or just send her a text, 651-461-9226. And again, we always like to mention the Arboretum, right, uh, Teresa? And this is, well, this is my favorite time of year anyway, but what a great time to get out there. And I think a lot of folks are doing that very thing, getting out to the Arboretum. Oh, it's a wonderful time to visit the Arboretum. They still have the pumpkins out there. The scarecrow contest is still going on. The 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 grounds are absolutely gorgeous. I haven't been there, but I can only imagine what they look like. Um, if you can get out onto the Three Mile Drive and, and just spend some time in the ornamental grass garden, you will fall in love with ornamental grasses, and that includes some of our native grasses. Uh, it's a wonderful time to visit the Arboretum and a, a great family time. Remember, you do need a reservation, but just get your reservation. Then you head out at your time and, and enjoy and take pictures and just enjoy this beautiful weather we're having. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, you need the reservations Mm -hmm. uh, online. So get online to do that. Or visit the Apple House just down the road. You don't need reservations. Oh, don't forget the Apple House. Yes. That's so so delicious out there. Apple cider, apples, apple goodies. I'm hungry. Yeah, okay. me too, Teresa. <laughs> let's stop talking about it. Let's stop talking about that <laughs> but stuff. But head, okay. head to the Arboretum. You're going to love it. Uh, let's see. Boy, we've got a lot of textures here. Let's see. Uh, someone here is dealing with moles yet in the yard. What happens in the winter? Do they stay active? Will they eat the roots of my perennials? How can I get rid of them next summer? Oh, this is a wonderful question. Moles eat meat. So M and M. Uh, voles eat vegetation, V and V. So moles uh, will just be digging around and they'll be eating the grubs. You know, those Japanese, Japanese beetle grubs and, and the June and the June bugs and bugs, uh, grubs and all those kind of stuff. So they're not going to be as active in the wintertime. They'll slow down a little bit too. They might do a little digging, but they're not going to be doing that much. I believe they, they do kind of go into a, a little hibernation period. Um, but yeah, so they're not going to be doing much. They won't touch the roots of your plants at all unless they're digging through and moving them around, but they're not going to hurt your, your plants, but they're doing a lot of good eating all the, the grubs that are in your soil. So that's what they're doing. Yep. Hello, this one says, the city of Minneapolis planted a tamarack tree in our boulevard strip this past summer. Wondering if I need to protect it for the winter. I don't think a trunk protector tube would work because the branches go down to the base of the trunk. I'm wondering if rabbits would even bother it. The, you know, the, I was I was seeing some tamaracks planted too on the boulevard and that just that just tickled my heart because I love those trees. Um I, I would, uh, if you can put uh, chicken wire around it, that would be really good to just protect it from the rabbits until it can get a little bit bigger. I'm not sure either if rabbits eat tamarack. I, I would think they might if they're really hungry. But, uh, and that's that's a good segue into protect all your plants from the critters that are out there in the wintertime. This is a great time now to be to be putting those those little, uh, you know, co- or not cones, but the little rings of chicken wire or hardware cloth around your perennials that you don't want them to eat your spireas and things like that. And, and around maybe where you put your tulips. So when the tulips come up in the spring, they actually can come up before the bunnies will eat everything. So so do do put that uh, protection down now before the ground's frozen, and you'll be much happier. But I would put a little a little cage around that tamarack to protect it from the rabbits. Okay. Here's an interesting question, Teresa. Do grape seeds produce plants like the parent, or is it like apple seeds? Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I'm not 100% sure. I, I don't know if grapes will, will cross-breed. I've never, hmm, I don't know. Well, there's I some homework don't. for you. Right oh, there. my gosh. Now I have homework. You know, I've never never heard that you, because ha- you don't have to plant two varieties of grapes. Uh, so I would think they would stay true, but don't take that to the bank and, and try to cash it. Um, I, I would think they would stay true just because I've never heard of worrying about the cross-pollination. Because yeah. normally we aren't growing from grape seeds. Uh, but now I'll have to do some research and figure it out. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Now, here's a timely question, Teresa. How short should I cut my lawn for the winter? I want to dormant seed. Uh, then, you know, cut it down to maybe two and a half inches. Uh, I would maybe try to stick like around three or just a little bit more, whatever it takes so that you can get down to the soil level when you're when you're putting your seed down. So then, you know, give it a light raking and that will rake up a lot of the extra fluff that's out there and that will bear that grass, the uh, 
the area too. And it's still a little early for dormant seeding. So unless your ground's almost frozen, I wouldn't do it yet. But that's a good thing to think about. How short yeah. do I have to cut it? Here's another related text uh, about lawns. I'm going, Texas says, I am going to dormant seed my lawn in a week or two after the ground soil drops below 50. Bare spots and thin areas. Should I remove the leaves from the bare spots on the lawn or would they help to protect the seed? Also, any harm fertilizing after seeding? Uh, I wouldn't fertilize because it might not get into the soil fast enough before the ground freezes. Uh, if you can put off dormant seeding a little bit, I would, just because we don't see the, the, the soil temps are maybe getting lower, but we're still having a lot of days without moisture, a lot of days with no no snow to protect those seeds. Um, what I would do, though, is mow the, mow the lawn, keep the grass clippings, and once you get those grass clippings, put them out on the driveway and let them dry a little bit so they're like straw. And then once you, once you do seed, since you have some bare, bare patches, I'd lightly sprinkle some of that grass straw on top of it just to protect those seeds from the birds because we'll be seeing a lot of migrating birds coming through, and bare patches with seeds on them is like a feeding area, and that's expensive bird seed. So um, I'd, I'd hold off on the dormant seeding until we're getting closer to the ground getting freezing because if if it stays warm for too long, that grass is going to sprout and it's not going to make it through the winter. So that's why I'm saying if you can put it off, please do put it off. But you would need to remove the leaves because you have to have seed to soil contact in the spring or when you're putting your grass down, grass seed very, down. Very good. Six five one four six one nine two two six. That's our phone number. It also happens to be our text number for your lawn and garden questions here on our Smart Garden Show. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney helping you out this morning. Uh, this uh, listener says, "Should I still water my lawn?" Yes, if you can. That was short. And observing those yes, rules you of can. your city. Yeah. If you can, if uh, yes, whatever your city says, definitely observe your city rules always. But yes, do keep watering your lawn because lawns are plants too. Grass is plant too. Here's a listener's uh, text, uh, Teresa. How do I prep my new strawberry plants for the winter? What you want to do is cut back your strawberries once they're killed by the frost, so those crowns are there, and then uh, once and keep watering. Then once the soil starts to freeze, you want to give them a good layer of mulch because they aren't quite established yet. So you'd want to mulch them heavily once the ground is just about frozen. Uh, the strawberries like to be mulched a little bit. It just protects those crowns. And then in the spring, pull that mulch back, and hopefully the you've got it fenced in so the bunnies won't eat everything. This listener just watered all of their trees for three hours uh, each last weekend. Do they need to do it again? The best way to know is to go out there and say about if they're big established trees or whatever they are, uh, if they're smaller trees, go about a foot or a foot and a half away from the trunk of the tree and gently dig down with a trowel and see what the soil looks like. If the soil is still moist, you're okay. You don't have to water. If the soil is dry, then go ahead and water. And you can use that on any of your any of your planting areas if you want to know, should I be watering or not? If that soil is dry, you know, six, eight inches down, you do need to water, or you should if you possibly can. Okay. Now, this listener wants to know, is it a good time to prune evergreen bushes? No. It's not really a not time. a good time to prune anything right now. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, it's not a good time to prune anything right now because the, the plants are going toward dormancy. And by pruning them, you activate chemicals that say, oops, we need to grow now. So you don't want them to be confused. So just let them go become dormant. Once the ground is frozen, I would, if you need to cut some boughs for decoration or something like that, or if one branch is in the way, you can go ahead and do a minimal pruning. But otherwise, wait till the spring when, this, when the evergreens start to candle out and get their new growth, and that's the time that you can then uh, do some pruning on them. Okay. A lot of text messages. Let's see how many we can get through. Uh, two months ago, Texter says, I planted 80 perennials and have been watering faithfully until a week ago. With the nice weather we're having, I plan to water once more. Do you recommend mulching after that or next spring? I would, I would again, give them a good drink of water. Uh, I would not give them a heavy mulch until the ground is frozen. If you're thinking about just lightly mulching with an inch or two of, of mulch, then you can do that once you finish your watering. But if you're thinking of a big winter mulch that you will be taking off in the spring, wait until the ground is frozen. So there's a regular mulch that we put down to, to just protect the soil a little bit and to, to give a little extra um, weed protection. But then there's a big winter mulch that some people put down on their newly planted plants that gives them a big, thick layer. So you don't want the big comforter down until the ground's nearly frozen. But you can put the light little sheet of mulch over them uh, when when you're done watering or as you're watering. Yeah, I'm looking at that forecast, Teresa, thinking ahead, you know, about watering. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we still uh, need the rain so badly. But in the meantime, the temperatures are not, at least around the Twin Cities, not freezing. I, I see the lowest temperature this coming week, 42 overnight. Right. So 46. even overnight, the cold yeah. temperatures, the ground's still only 40 degrees. Yes. And it takes a long time for the ground to cool down. So it takes, you know, a number of days and maybe even weeks with below zero, below freezing temperatures for that ground to cool. But you can really slow down that cooling of the ground by keeping it moist, moist yeah. ground and temperatures for that ground to cool. But you can really slow down that cooling of the ground by keeping it moist. Moist yeah. ground doesn't doesn't cool as quickly and it doesn't um, the frost can't go down as deeply. So that's another reason to just keep watering if you possibly can. Keeping our fingers crossed that we get some good snow cover this season, this coming season. We need that so badly. Mm -hmm. All right. Hang on, Teresa. A quick break is in order. We'll uh, be right back with more of our Smart Garden. Partly cloudy skies, 42 now on our way to 67. You stay with us on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on CCO. Every Saturday we're here, thanks to good folks like Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, helping us out every Saturday in the uh, 8 o'clock hour, answering your lawn and garden questions either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226. Hey, Here's another text. Yes, Teresa. Oh, before we do that, the sure. person who had a question on grapeseed, the only thing I can think of is I'm not sure where they got their grapes from for the seeds. If it's their own grapes, then if there's not a lot of grapes nearby that are different, they should be okay. But again, it could possibly cross-pollinate with another variety of grapes. Mm. But that's normally not a problem because we're eating the grapes, not the seeds. So if you are if you have seeds in, or if you're buying it at the store, you know maybe it's a huge company that only grows that one red grape seed but if it grows red and grape seed red and green they could have cross-pollinated so who knows what you'd get oh, so it it's just i don't i don't 
you can't guarantee what you're going to get. You don't know yes. who the mom and dad were. Thank you for that follow-up. That's great. <laughs> Appreciate it. You did some homework. All I right. did some homework during the commercials, yes. Excellent. Uh, this uh, listener, uh, Teresa, says, I set my spinning sprinkler to deliver two gallons a minute. That's a very low rate. I put it on each side of my shrubs for 20 minutes. I have over 65 shrubs. Is this enough water each, do you think? You know, again, you're going to have to just physically figure out what the soil is doing. Uh, because I don't know if you have sandy soil, if you have uh, clay soil, if you have a loam soil, if you have a lot of mulch on top, if the wind was blowing, if it's really hot and dry in that area. So you're just going to have to figure out what the what what your soil is doing. So it's a good time to just get out there and get your hands dirty, take a little trowel, and just see what the soil is doing. And that will help you then do a really good, accurate gauging of, oh, that's how deep the water goes if I water this long. That will give you a really good idea in your mind how your watering system is working for your plants. Okay. Uh, This listener says, I have several oak trees, uh, and and I'm sure they said here, provides they're well over 30 to 35 years old. Do I need to be concerned about watering any of those? Well, we should be concerned about watering any of our trees if we can. You can only do so much, but a full-grown tree can easily transpire 500 gallons of water a day. We can't replace that. The the tree has to, if you can water, it will be helpful. If you can't water, the tree will just have to do what the tree can do and um, hope for some rain. It's yeah. You can only do so much as a human in your yard. You know, small plants, we can help a lot. Big plants, it's harder for us to help them. And as I said earlier, the only chances of rain I see in our future is maybe Thursday, Friday. Yeah, and that's 50%. that's a real minor chance. Yeah. It's not not that much. We're not going to get a soaker or anything like that. Yeah. Texter says, my yellow rose is in a large planter. Should I trans- uh, transport it before a freeze? I, mean, I, I trans- would plant it. <laughs> transplant it. It probably because yeah, it would be transporting and transplanting. Yeah. I would probably uh, sink it in the ground if you at all if you can. If it's in the middle of a of a ten by ten huge planter and it's in the center, it should be fine. If it's in a you know a four a two by two planter, it's probably not going to make it through winter. So I would probably dig it up and gent- dig it up without disturbing the roots at all and then just sink it in the ground somewhere where you want it planted. And then make sure since it's a yellow rose. How hardy is it for our area? If it's not hardy at all, you're going to have to tip it or cone it. You're going to have to tip it with the Minnesota method or cone it. If it's a hardy shrub rose, I'd still take very good care of it. Make sure it's really well watered going into winter. Protect it from bunnies because they will love to nibble that thing down to the ground all winter long. Okay. what? There's a good question. What should you do with used potting soil? You can, if it, if you, your used potting soil has been in a, a pot where you haven't had a, a disease with your plant, it's just you're done with that plant or the plant just died because you over or underwatered it, whatever, you can put that potting soil in your compost bin. You can add that potting soil uh, around trees and shrubs. You can even sprinkle it gently and um, make sure there's no big clumps on your lawn if you want to. So you can use it. If it has uh, dealt with a disease, then I would probably um, just put it in the trash. And don't tell the trash people because you're not supposed to put dirt in there. Nobody here. But, um, and I don't think you can send it to the city compost. I don't know if you could put it in something that you could send your city, where your city compost goes if, it, if it's had maybe a little fungus disease or something. Um, 
but you don't want anything with a viral disease. You just want to throw into the trash. I tell you, Teresa, our day would not be complete without a creeping Charlie oh, question. Oh, good. I've missed Charlie <laughs> so much. What is the, this one that says this, what is the best herbicide for creeping Charlie and when should it be used? Uh, I would read the instructions on the plant, on the herbicide. It will say for creeping Charlie. Uh, so it might be a Trimac. It might be a, a Killzall or something. I don't know what the names of them are. But make sure that the instructions do say that it kills creeping Charlie. Uh, if it's uh, some chemicals you don't want to use over, say, uh, trees or shrubs or anything like that because the chemical that you're killing the creeping charlie even though it's a broad leaf can leach into the soil and hit the roots of the other plants which would kill them also so you want to be careful about that i would just say go to your local garden center ask them your good questions um, especially your smaller garden centers they they have really competent staff on hand they know the area in your neighborhood and ask them which one they would recommend and then read and follow all the label instructions the label is the law. All right. And thanks for asking about Charlie. He's yes. been missing. I've been missing him. All right. Here's <laughs> another one, Teresa, before we run out of time. Last winter, some critters, mice or voles, probably voles, chewed and killed parts of our two copper delight junipers. What oh. could we do this season to protect what's left of the bushes? <sighs> That's really hard. Um, the best thing you can do is to give the plants as much protection as you can, meaning water, watering them well so that they're as strong and healthy as they can be. Uh, if you can put up a fencing around uh, that will help with some of the um, some of the voles that might come above ground at this time, but otherwise just mo- um, watering as well as you possibly can. That's about all you can really do. Voles are hard. To because they're underground, so you can't get to them. But if you can just make your plant as healthy as possible, it has a better chance of withstanding the damage. Let's see if we can't get our last two in here. Okay. When watering evergreens, just the ground or needles too? Don't water the needles. You're you're don't water the leaves. You just want to, you're watering soil here now for everything. Not okay. nothing about the plant. That's good. One more. What do I use for the filler inside my rose cone? Use leaves, especially those oak leaves that Denny has hanging on his trees. <laughs> if you can get those oak leaves done, because uh, they just add a little bit of extra protection with the airspace. Uh, so the oak, uh, dry leaves will be really good, especially oak leaves. Well, we've got 60 seconds to go. Let us remind our listeners of that great university website. Would you tell us that? That's extension.umn.edu, and I love all the listeners that give us such good questions and keep me on my toes. Yeah, always. We have great listeners. And get to the Arboretum. This is a great uh, great uh, time of year. Any time of year is good, but this is a fun one. And This is uh, a great what, time at the Arboretum. Go to the Apple House. Enjoy. Minnesota is a beautiful place to live, so enjoy it while we can still get out there without our nose hairs freezing. Yeah, you uh, you get online to reserve uh, your spot, your your uh, time at the Arboretum. Easy to get to, uh, just west on Highway 5 and 41, basically, is the, uh, the intersection. We have to run, Teresa. Always a pleasure. Thank you for your expertise. We always appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, everyone. Bye, Denny. Mm-hmm. Master, bye-bye. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney here on CCO. Get those home improvement questions ready for Jesse Treble from safebasements.com. That comes up next hour here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 